Hello, and welcome to the teaching ministry of Impact Family Church. For more information, including service times and directions, or to find out more about us, you can visit our website at www.impactfamilychurch.com. We trust you'll be blessed by today's message. Matthew chapter 13, who was here last week? If you weren't here last week, I encourage you to go back and listen to the message. Uh, you know, Pastor said that he would rather be here at the beginning of the year. And, and uh, you know, it, it, in a perfect world, it'd be great to have a uh, pastor here at the beginning of the year and, and to kind of give the, a New Year's message and kind of set the direction for things. But, you know, if you were here last week, he did that last week and, and talked about what God has for us. And there's a few things that I want to look at. I know our, our time is a little short today. Uh, but here in Matthew, the 13th chapter, he, was, he read these scriptures and um, he talked about the parable of the sower. He talked about the different uh, types of ground and, and different things. And in the 16th verse of Matthew, the 13th chapter, uh, well, let me, no, I'm sorry. We'll start in verse 18. It says, therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches what was sown, snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he, he who receives seed by the wayside, but he who receives the seed on stony places. This is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy, yet he has no root in himself but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Now he who received the seed among the thorns is he who hears the word and the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of the riches, the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and they become unfruitful. But he receives the seed on good ground as he who hears the word, understand it, who indeed bears fruit and produces some a hundred, some sixty, and some thirty. So Pastor read this scripture uh, uh, to us this morning, and, or last week rather, was reading these passages. How many know what kind of ground we are to, is, is up to us? And how we produce, what we produce really is up to us. If we want to be a, a, a soil and a production place of thorns, well, that's up to us. But if we want to produce for the kingdom as well, that, that's up to us. It's not, it's not something that God just ordains. He wills that everybody produce. You know, the word of God is sent out to produce in our life. But whether or not it does, it requires our participation. And so last week, you know, Pastor, was, when he talked about several things. He talked about praise and worship and, and honoring God. And, and I tell you, you know, as, as a new year, it, it, uh, I trust that it'll be a focus of our church to continue to honor him and, and to approach him in spirit and in truth, you know, with our hearts attached, not just, not just out of routine or duty, but do it because our heart's in it, you know, because the Bible says that he inhabits the praises of, our, uh, of his people. You know, Amy and I, we like to host people. We have people over at our house quite a bit. And, and uh, you know, when you, when you have people over, you, you prepare for them and you, you make ready for them and you make provision for them. And so when they come in, they're comfortable. They want to come and they're comfortable when they show up. Well, our praise is a, is a way of preparing the way for the Lord in our life. And so coming before him with open hearts, not with an agenda or, or looking at the clock, but just with an open heart, just to, that no matter how long it takes, whether it's short you know, you, you can get to the point quickly, but sometimes it takes you a little while. Sometimes it's not that it takes you a while to get there. It's just right that you stay there a while in honoring God, right? No matter what's necessary, we're going to get the job done because, you know, uh, my heart is, you know, I want to be blessed. I want to get something out of it. But more importantly, I want God to get something out of it. I want God to be blessed by my praise. I want God to be blessed by my worship, right? So he talked about that last week, about making that, making sure that it's, it continues to be a focus in our life, and it has been, and I know it will be. But he read this scripture, and um, he got in here into the uh, verse 20, and um, it says, But he receives a seed on stony places. This is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. 
And he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word. Immediately he stumbles. And Pastor last week talked about uh, this passage specifically and, and the importance of, uh, uh, of the word of God in our life and the fact that the word of God is a seed. And when we receive that seed into our life, uh, that, that it's there to produce something. But, but what starts the process is what finishes the process, Right. He read the scripture last week that said, Apollos that said, I planted Apollos watered, but God gives the increase. And he made the point that, that last week he said that the, the planning of the word of God, that the ministering of the word of God, the hearing of the word initially produces faith in our life, but the watering of the word is equally as important. And in fact, the scriptures there say they're one. It, it's he who plants it and he who waters is one and the same. It's part of the process. And it talked about the importance of, of the things that God has done, the things that God has revealed to us, the, the things that we're believing for, uh, the things that, that he has shown us, that when that seed gets planted into our life, that's good, but more has to be done. There has to be watered. Time has got to be taken to water those things, produce those things, and uh, for the word to produce what it needs to produce in our life. And he gave the example last week of uh, Brother Hagin, his testimony when he was 16 years old and and on the bed of affliction, he was paralyzed and had a whole bunch of stuff wrong with him. And, and he got into the, into the scriptures and began to read. And he got into Mark 11, uh, 23, you know, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive it and you'll have it. And so he was standing on God's word and, and uh, uh, he was, praying, was believing God for his healing. And he got to the place where he was just, he, he was just a little, probably said this way, he was a little frustrated. Anybody been where you been a little frustrated? And so he went to the Lord, not with a, an accuse, not in an in accusing manner, but just humbly went before the Lord and said, Lord, you know, uh, you know, I'm doing what, what this says. You know, I'm not, I'm not receiving the manifestation of this. I'm not seeing it work in my life the way the word says. And, and um, he said, you know, I'm, I believe what this says. And he said, Lord Jesus, he said humbly, Lord Jesus, if, if you were to tell me that I don't believe this, I'd have to say respectfully that you're lying. You know, something I, I like to say, uh, and I've said it next door and I've said it over here some, you know, if you want God to be real with you, you've got to be real with him. And I think sometimes we get into a, into a road, a, a mode rather, of just being kind of religious with things. And uh, instead of approaching the things of God like we approach other things, being us and being ourselves, we, we try to do it the way we think we should do it. God responds to you. And he knows who you are, and, and, and you need to be. And, of course, Brother Hagin was respectful. That's smart. You need to be respectful. But he was honest with the Lord. You know, if you, if you're to tell me, if you were to tell me that I'm not believing here, I'm not in faith, I'd have to say respectfully, I'd have to say, you're lying. You're wrong about that. You know, God was not offended by that. He was not upset by that. He actually responded to what Brother Hagin said. You know, in our walk with God, we need to be real with him. Amen. We need to be real with God. Sometimes I think we try to be super religious because we're trying to impress somebody else about what we know or how spiritual we are. But the reality is somebody else is not where your answer lies. Somebody else's opinion of how spiritual you are doesn't matter a bit because God knows who you really are. He knows how you really look at things. He knows the questions you really have. We might as well be real with him about those things. How about you, but I, I'm, tired of, I'm tired of playing the church game. I got tired of it a long time ago, just going through the motions. It's not about going through the motions. It's about we have a relationship with God. We need to be real with him, right? So anyway, Brother Hagin was real with God, and God answered, and he said, yes, son. He said, you do believe as far as you know. You do believe as far as you know. And so 
And then, of course, the Lord ended up repeating the scripture back to him. You know, whatever things you, you pray for, believe you receive it, and you shall have those things. And he said that he then he immediately he saw it. He had read the scripture before, but up to that point, he didn't see it. He, at that point, revelation came. Oh, I need to believe that it's mine before I see it. Because up until that point, he had prayed, and they kept checking his body, or a symptom would come, and he'd get discouraged. Well, I thought I had it, but... You know, I've got a symptom here. I've got a pain in my chest or, or something else is going on. So I guess I didn't get it. No, and the Lord just simply repeated that to him. There was, a, there was revelation attached to it. And he said, oh, I see it now. I've got to believe that I have it and believe I receive it before I see it. And so that little bit of light is what was necessary for him to go where he needed to be and, and to receive what he needed. Well, like I said, the planting of the word is important, but the watering of the word, the, none of us have it all figured out. I got a couple amens, but none of us have it all figured out. There is much to learn. There is much to see. You know, more light brings sight. Light brings sight. It enables us to see. When there is no light, you can't see. And so when we get into God's word, the Bible says in, in Psalms that the entrance of your word brings light, right? That's what it says. Well, as we, the, so, the word is sown into our heart, we need to continue to feed that and to approach God with open, open hearts about these things and let the water of God's word continue to develop us. There are everything that Jesus paid for, everything that he gave his life for, he wants to see accomplished in our life. Every part of his sacrifice, he wants us to have those things. You know, he's not, he's not, a, he's not, a, he's not a bad father in the point that he makes promises and never expects us to have them. He wants us to have these things even more so than we do. And so in order for that to happen, there's got to be a change in the way we see things. There's got to be a development in the way we look at things. There's got to be a development in our life and our ability to grow. None of us have seen everything that we need to see. Pastor made this comment last week. He said, 2020, we're going to see more in 2020. He said, we're going to see better, better understanding. He went on to say those stubborn things that haven't yet yielded in your life, they're going to fall. Now, you can say, well, that's just something that preachers say at the end of the year or the beginning of a new year. That's just something they say to get people excited. If you go back and listen to it, the Spirit of God was on those words when he said it. He was ministering, and, the, and, and you can tell the anointing fell on him when he said, 2020, we're going to see more in 2020. We're going to see better, better understanding. The stubborn things that have not yielded in your life, they're going to fall. I don't know about you, but when I hear something like that, I'm going to take it and run with it. I believe there are things that God wants us to see this year that we have not yet seen. Answers, keys, missing pieces that were, were just connections we're not quite making that God wants to correct. Things that he wants to, to make right in our life. I don't know about you, but I want that. I want, I want that more than anything else. I want that more than any, I want those little fine adjustments being made in my life. And I believe this year there's a, there's a grace on us as a church to walk into those things and enter into those things. Just a couple of things that are key to our vision in 2020. Now, now the first thing I'll say, the Lord put this on my heart, and we kind of already talked about it this morning, but you need light about your past. Steve gave a word this morning about, uh, 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 I don't forget exactly what all you said, but it was about... Yeah, refreshing restoration, that's right. And, um, you know, our past oftentimes holds us back. And I don't just mean failures, I mean just past everything will hold us back. 2 Corinthians 5.17, go look at this with me. 2 Corinthians 5.17. 
Remember, we're, we're believing God this year. We're, we're agreeing with the Spirit of God for clarity this year to see things we've not seen in a new way. Even in our, our relationship with Jesus and who we are in Christ, we need to see that in a new way. People struggle in all sorts of areas of their life because of this right here, not seeing who they are in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Everybody say that. Behold, all things have become new. Listen, when something, we, this is God's word here. He said, if you're in Christ, the old is gone, and now all things have become new. How many things have become new? All things. See, well, it doesn't look any different here. The real you, every part of that has changed. Who you really are, every bit of that has changed. Amen, brother. Thank God. He says, now all things are, well, they're new. Well, what, what new are they? He says, now all things are of God. Every time I read that scripture, it's about all I can do not to take a lap because it's new, but it's not just new. It's just not a new human version. It's not just a new Greg version. It, it's, it's all things are new and now all things are of God. Woo, I mean, that, that is amazing. It's not just new for new's sake. It's divine at this point. You know, the Bible says you've, been, you've become a partaker of the divine nature. You are a partaker, a partaker of God's divine nature. You, right where you sit today, if you're in Christ, you're a partaker of the divine nature of God. What makes God who he is, that's who you are. Didn't say you're God, but you've been a partaker of his divine nature. Folks, that's amazing. I think we need to see that a little better. We need, we need more insight on what that actually means. <laughs> to be of God. It says, now all things are of God who reconciled himself or uh, reconciled us, reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. It also includes me. God was in Christ reconciling me to himself, not imputing their sins or my sins to them, not holding them against them or me. And God has given to us, committed to us, the word of reconciliation. We've got to see ourselves in light of God's word. You're not just who you were. Any failures you've had, they don't define you. More importantly, any human successes you've had don't define you. You're a new creature in Christ Jesus. Well, yeah, I'm, I've, but I've done a bunch of stuff since I've been born again. Well, when you ask God to forgive you, he forgets it, cleanses you from all unrighteousness. So all the wrong that you did, it's as if it never even happened. That means, what does that mean? You're back to new again. That means the newness is back again. That means any old unnewness that you might have brought in, it's new again. We need to see that right. It's interesting, you know, I looked last night and, and um, they put a post up, up from the meetings in California and I thought, well, that fits when I saw it. Kenneth Copeland was ministering yesterday and, uh, and, and you know, pastor gets to preach this morning after Kenneth Copeland. I'm sure Kenneth Copeland was happy that he got to preach before Pastor Anderson, right? <laughs> but he, Kenneth Copeland was, was ministering yesterday in the meetings and he said when you got born again I want you to know there was a name changing ceremony in heaven when you got born again I want you to know that there was a name changing ceremony in heaven we're talking about seeing things more clearly we're talking about seeing things the right ways in 2020 seeing things we've not seen we need to see ourselves correctly 
So there was a name-changing ceremony in heaven. He went on to say, you took his name and he took you. You took his name and he took you. You know, we need to retrain the way we look at ourselves and the way we approach God. When I say look at ourselves, I'm not saying just from a, just from a, a, a positive thinking thing, but the way we approach God, the way we approach life, the way we approach our brothers and sisters and the Lord, the way we approach our families. Instead of approaching on a natural level, approach him in a new in Christ level. In a one with Christ level. A member of the family of God level. I tell you, if we'll, if we'll practice that to change the way we think and let the truth, there, there, there are all kinds of scripture. I think in the books, we've got scripture sheets on there, in hen scriptures, what it means to be in Christ, feeding on those things, letting the word of God water this area, your identity in life. If you're gonna see clearer, if you're gonna have more, if you're gonna have those things restored to you, if you're gonna have uh, things in your life that haven't yielded, if you're gonna have them fall, we need to see ourselves correctly. We can see ourselves correctly, Amen. And then the next thing that I like to say we're short on time, but the next thing I want to look at is we can no longer approach God, have a human-sized perspective on a God-sized reality. You know, in 2020, there are, there are things that God wants to do. There are things for us to see. But it's dangerous to approach God and to view what's possible through human eyes. You know, I, I'm reminded um, just funny things that people have said in the past that they've gotten it wrong. I believe it's, I think his name was Duell, uh, Howard Duell or something like that. And right before the turn of the century, the 1900, before 1900, he was in charge of the U.S. Patent Office. And he said, everything that has been invented, everything that can be invented has. Now, that statement is attributed to him. I don't know if it's true or not, but it's attributed to him. Everything that can be invented has. That was in 1899, 1900, somewhere in that, that range. Do you think maybe Mr. Huell in charge of the patent office might have been a little wrong? What if we as a nation and a people had heard, well, he's an authority on patents, on inventions. What if we had believed what he said? Well, everything that can be invented has been, and so there's no point of even beginning to think bigger than what we have. The first thing I think about this morning that started after that was this thing we have, air condition. Oh, hallelujah. I mean... Even in January in Florida, we need some air conditioning, right? The point is, people look at things in such small, small manners, small ways. I think one, one guy said, he was in charge of some major corporation in the 70s, said that, why would anybody want a computer? I think he said the world market is like for five computers. How many of you have got a cell phone here this morning? Hold your cell phone up. Some of you might have left yours in the car or something. That's, that's fine. You don't be tempted by Pinterest or anything while you're in church. But you got this, this, uh, got this thing. You know what this is right here? This is a mega computer by their standards. He said, we don't, there's only a market for five in the world. And now every person in here, you got computers at your house, computers in your job, computers in your pocket, computer on your wrist. But there's only a market for five worldwide. I would say that's a dumb statement. That was kind of, that was kind of silly thing to say. You know, it's, it's, it's more silly to say that we've seen everything of God there is to see. It's more ridiculous to say that we've experienced it all, we've seen it all. 
But you know, there's a danger being in a church that teaches the word. You can get to the place saying, well, I've heard it. I know it. I see it. I, there's nothing more to see. No, just as important as the invention was of the air conditioner that they would have loved to have had back then, the things that God wants to do, the things he wants to develop, to show us, to lead us into, that he still has for us is, is more life-changing than those things. But we cannot approach God on, by human standards. God has got so much that he wants to do, and he's not limited by our past, but he can be limited by our expectation of what he can do. I looked up a, a few scriptures here. Psalms 145 says, I extol you, highly praise you, my God, O King. I will bless your name forever. I will, every day I will bless you, and I will praise your name forever and ever. Psalms 145, he said, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised and his greatness is unsearchable. Another, another word for that unsearchable means beyond our understanding. I like what the Passion Bible of that, the Passion Translation says, it says, Lord, you are great and worthy of highest praise for there is no end to the discovery of the greatness that surrounds you. There is no end to the discovery of the greatness that surrounds you. Job said, indeed, and this in Job 26, indeed, these are the mere edges of his ways. I would say the things we've seen are the mere edges of God's ways. They're the mere edges of, what, of his ways. How small a whisper we hear of him, but the thunder of his power, who can understand? Isaiah 55, I love this scripture. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways, says the Lord. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so are my ways and my thoughts above yours. See, we can't come to God with limited perspective. And I know we know this, but at the same point, are we living our daily life like this? Are we approaching our time, our personal time with the Lord from a standpoint of we know everything or a standpoint of we're coming to the teacher? We're coming to the one who knows everything. And I want, I want, I want, to, I want to know more of you. See, our approach has got everything to do with what we get from God. How we view him has got everything to do with what we get from God. We have not arrived I said, we've not arrived. We've not arrived. There is much to learn. There's much to grow. We need the watering of God's word. I'll say this. If something's not working in your life, you need to understand what the problem is. And it's not on God's end. It's a lack of understanding. And so there is coming a time of, of clarity if we'll, hold, if we'll grab a hold of that. He wants us to see these things. You know, this week somebody texted me and, and, and the Lord just, just told me real quickly to tell them, this year's a year of clarity for you. It goes right along with what Pastor said. This is a year for you to see some things. God making some things clear. Think, well, you know, I, I'd rather hear something else. Having clear vision is the most important thing in life. You know, think of all the disabilities somebody can have being blind has got to be one of the worst. Not being able to see is awful. I know Amy and I, we, we've been, we've taken our kids, you know, we've been in the mountains and gone to places where there's no light. I don't care. Hearing is wonderful, but I need to see where I am. Right? I tell you, vision is so important. What we see is so important. Thankfully, we're not alone. We've got the Holy Ghost on this. We've got the Spirit of God to help us. We have His Spirit to help us. I gotta hurry this morning, but 1 Corinthians 2, chapter nine says, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him, but God has revealed them to us by his spirit. Yes, even the deep things of God. We've got the Holy Ghost to depend upon. Who are you depending upon? 
I'd say it's all about it. It's all, it's about focus. What are you focusing on? Who are you looking toward? It's not about your pastor. It's not about the person next to you. It's not your spouse. Are you looking to God to show you things you've not seen? If you're approaching him with an open heart, not a know-it-all heart, but an open heart, Lord, reveal yourself to me. God is faithful to do it. And you've got the Holy Spirit on the inside. His job is to reveal these things to you. That's what he's been sent to do. Go over to uh, 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 Ephesians, the first chapter. Scripture that we all know, but man, it's so good. Ephesians chapter, chapter 1. This is Paul praying here. And verse 15 says, therefore, therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in your prayers, that the Lord, that the, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, notice, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Really, the, the, the truth is, the key to victory is not something new. It's getting a hold of what's already, what God's already given us and seeing what he's already given us. 2020 is just a date. It's just a time on a calendar. I mean, it's a new century for us or a new decade for us, not century, but a new decade for us. And we're like, oh, you know, it's, 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 just, another, it's just another day to God in a, in a time that he knows no time. But I tell you, as we go into the new year and into this decade, what God has for if we'll approach God and go to him with open hearts and put a demand upon the spirit of wisdom and revelation in our lives, the Holy Spirit in our life, to show us what we need to see, I'm telling you what, the possibilities are endless. I said the possibilities are endless. The possibilities are endless. Pastor said, this may not be an exact quote, he said, there's more understanding for you. There's not one subject, truth, nothing that you know it all or have enough. There's more understanding for you. I tell you, we need this in our life. You know, as a church, we'll make it our point to go after him and to be open. God will reveal himself. It's not just for a select few, it's for all of us. I said it's for all of us. But are you going to be satisfied with what you've already seen, or are you going to want more? Are you satisfied with what, are you, are you okay with making it most of the time? Are you okay with getting it right a good portion of the time? Are you okay with learning how to deal with it not being perfect, but being good enough? Are you okay with hearing God on the big stuff, but maybe missing him on the little things? You have to ask yourself, where are you at? As a parent, I have to ask, am I okay with my kids through my life, seeing an example of good enough or God's best? I tell you, it, it's available to us. I believe that it was a word from the Lord last year. We're going to see more in 2020. Last week, that was a word for God for this church. We're going to see more in 2020. We're going to see more in 2020. We're going to see better. We're going to have better understanding. 
Just like Brother Hagin, when we said, Lord, we're in faith, but there's something we're missing. There's a spirit of wisdom and revelation to help us to see where we're missing it and to make those final connections that are necessary. Areas where we're not believing right, not thinking right, not acting right, not applying it right. There's grace here for us. I don't know about you, but that is, that is exciting to me. That's, that's comforting to me. But it's also challenging. It's challenging to me. There, there's a sense of, okay, all right, let's, let's do this. Let's, let, let's, let's run this race. Let, let's go after that thing. Let's push past the things that would try to distract us. There are things that have caused us to not push on before. We, we settled for less than. Right? There are things that we've settled for that's caused us to settle for less than. There's an excitement in my heart to not settle any longer. To not settle for any, any of those things anymore, but go after what God has said. Go after what God has provided. Clear vision. Those stubborn things that had not yielded, not yet yielded in our life, they're going to fall. I tell you what, God, God, God never runs out of stuff. And in, in the sake of just date-wise, 2020 is, a, is the same year for God. But as far as our approach to him, if we'll go to him expecting him to move this year, this decade, the years that are lie ahead of us, God will show himself strong. You gotta know there's more for you. There's more for you, there's more to see. I don't get it. I just don't get what it's all about. Ask God to show you. Start praying that over your life. Ask for a spirit of wisdom and revelation in these areas. Yeah, but if it's God's will to happen, no. Do you want it or not? Is it something that you're wanting to happen? It was a real flashy message this morning, I know, but <laughs> I tell you what, it's important. It's important. The truth is there's no limit to what God can do. There's no limit to what we can see. There's no limit to what we can walk in, what we can experience. There's no limit. There's no limit. If we're one with Christ, if all things have become made new and all things are now of God, there's no limitation other than what we're willing to accept. That's it. There's no limitation. That's it. Praise God. Let's all stand, Father. We thank you for your goodness. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for your presence with us today. Hallelujah. Father, we're thankful for the words the pastor spoke last week, what was spoken today. Father, thank you for what you desire to do in this upcoming year, what you want to do in our life. Lord, I pray for our church, for my own life, for my family, for my church, for this church, for this body. Father, I ask for a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. Paul prayed it, I pray it. Father, I pray that you open the eyes of all of our understanding. Supernatural grace, supernatural ability, and anointing to see what we need to see. Clarity of vision, clarity of sight into your word, into who you are. Father, I invite the Holy Spirit to do everything that he has been sent here to do in my life, in our life, in the life of this church. Father, I declare we will see what you want us to see. We will see those areas where we've missed it. We've not made the connection where we've, we've not seen everything that we need to see. Spirit of wisdom and revelation and anointing in this area. Father, I thank you. There is grace on our life even now. 
Hallelujah. There's grace upon our life, even now, to see and experience those things. Father, we thank you for it. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. We bless you. Hallelujah. 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 She never some Mr. Wallace truly finished you see my Bible that I high. Gingola Gangon Tishin is it has the wood as she must never edit a benignity. A band and a rush to my fast. And I'm declaring that this is a season of restoration and of refreshing for you. And if you will open up your heart and dare to dream again and dare to think big again, I will match not only what you dream of and what you think, but far above what you dare to dream and think of. Because I'm longing to bring, in, bring you into a season where everything the enemy has stolen has been restored and refreshed. And not only will I just restore and refresh you to what you were before, but I'll bring you far above and far beyond that. Far above and far beyond what you can dare to think and dare to dream. So put your trust in me. Allow me to be your joy. Allow me to be your victory. Allow me to be your freedom. Allow me to be your peace. Oh, think not about what the enemy's stolen, but think about what I'm bringing you into, says the Lord. Because there is much more to come. Oh, not just for these over here or those over there, but for you, says the Lord. This isn't just a word for those who, who, who come as a congregation, but it's a specific word for you that restoration is coming for you. So grab hold of it. Declare it. Join your faith with it. And you'll see things restored and refreshed in a way that you never thought possible. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, we lay hold of that in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah. It'll be so in my life. Hallelujah. It'll be so in this church in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, we thank you for that. We thank you for that. Hallelujah. We thank you for restoration that only you can bring. The kind of results that only you can bring. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God-sized restoration in our life. <laughs> Father, we take it. Hallelujah. We take it. Hallelujah. We take it today. Lord, ask for your help, your grace. For our vision to continue to grow. For our sight to continue to grow. To our ability to lay hold of those things that continue to grow. Yes, it's by your word, but it's also by your spirit. Father, we thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. 
Ooh, glory be to God, glory be to God, glory be to God, glory be to God, glory be to God. Hallelujah. Every bit of it. Hallelujah. Every bit of it. Every bit of it. Hallelujah. Every bit of it. Hallelujah. I take every bit of it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. If you've provided it, I want it. If you've provided it, I want it. If you've declared it, I want it. Every bit of it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I take it now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Father, we honor you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hmm. Hallelujah. New depths of grace to walk in. New depths of your anointing to walk in. <laughs> it's not new, it's just new to us. And Father, we run towards that in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Father, we take it as a church, we take it as individuals. Father, it belongs to us. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Glory be to God, glory be to God, glory be to God. Mm. We love you. We love you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank God for his goodness. Hallelujah, thank God for his plan. Hallelujah, thank you, Lord, it's the best. We are thankful, hallelujah, hallelujah. At Impact Family Church, it is our desire to see you blessed through the power of the Word of God. We have been helping people to change their world for over 25 years through our dynamic ministries and teaching. If you are going to be in the North Central Florida area and are interested in attending our services or just want more information about us, you can visit us online at www.impactfamilychurch.com.